Casey. Hi, Danielle. We missed you last week. I know. I missed you all. And But we're glad to have you back. And, you know, again, while we have you, just to promote our upcoming live from home Halloween show, which we're so excited about. I couldn't be more excited, Danielle. Costumes are in the works. They really are. Like being constructed. Yeah. Oh, I have made an Amazon purchase that I sent you a picture of yesterday. That you should be honestly flagged by Amazon. <laughs> I, I will be. For it being inappropriate. They're, com- they're a coming for me. They're a coming. Our costumes I'm very proud of this year. Now, look, the show is after Halloween, and that's something to just drop in for everybody. We're calling it kind of a Halloween hangover. Yeah, it's November 3rd. It's 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, 8.30 Eastern time, but also you can watch it for up to a week afterwards. So if those times don't work for you, don't worry about it. Andy Cohen is our special guest. Andy Cohen, the sir. Our Lord and Savior, Andy Andrew Cohen. I mean, guys, what are we doing? And there's going to be our costume contest, our annual costume contest. And it's going to be on the heels, I feel, of we'll we'll be into Salt Lake, but we'll also be, I believe, into Potomac. And we're going to be not far from the Beverly Hills reunions. We really have a show planned. So we're so excited. We have Um, a video that's going to knock everyone's goddamn socks off. And we've been sitting on this video for six months to wait for the Halloween show. Yeah, it's go to loopedlive.com or you can just go to Casey Nye's Instas. The the links are up there, but we're so excited. And dress up, please. please. We know what's after Halloween. Who cares? What are we, children? Halloween is for the kids. This is an adult holiday. The Housewives cosplay is adult holiday shit. That's right. Dress up. You're going to take a little snap of yourself. You're going to send it on in to us during the show. And at the end, you know, we're going to have a little slideshow and Andy's going to judge you and your costume. Yeah, Andy is going to tell you if your costume is worth something. And there's going to be prizes like last Remember, year. Remember, so we were on Watch What Happens Live last year and we judged his contest. It feels so beautifully full circle. Yeah, it's a nice moment. I like that. I'm I'm so excited. And I'm so excited to see what you guys cook up because the costumes are truly revolutionary at every Last turn. year's were brilliant. <laughs> People dressing up their dogs. Like there was really some stuff. Five dogs in a row as like the Beverly Hills cast. <laughs> Five little chihuahuas. I mean, it was it was important, really. There was some End of the day. really some brilliant work done by you, you all. So. Oh, Danielle, I got to tell you really quick. Yes, please. I'm coming off hot from an Angel City women's soccer game last night. I've Ooh. been to one million games. You've got to take Sid. Really? It's the I'd love greatest to. time of my life. Someone said it best as it's like in, going to an Indigo Girls concert rather than like a toxic sporting event. I have been to many Indigo Girls concerts, so this feels right in my wheelhouse. No, they're my favorite band. I don't care who knows it. And you know, Sydney's playing soccer right now, so this is a perfect... You gotta bring her. Well, the, the last season game is Sunday, but June and I have become completely gaga for Angel City. I've been DMing the gals left, right, and center. You know, some have gotten back and some have not. Okay. That's okay. You They're know, the real celebs to me. And when they get back to you, what do they say? What's the... Kind of like, that means a lot. Heart. Which the, I love it. You do know, they have any it. reference for you? Are they fans oh God, of Bitch no. Sesh? God, no. I, I, well, that hasn't been made known. Maybe they're like too embarrassed, you know, to, to bring it up. Now, Danielle, there's also some major news coming out of the Housewives world. Sure is. Explosive, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we've collected a lot of highbrow fans over the years and brought them over to our side of the of the street. It's yeah, not the sunny side of the street. No, the shade and the garbage side. <laughs> yeah, where the garbage has never been picked up. No, no one's picking up this side of the street. 
we got Meryl Streep, we got Michelle Obama, you know, we've really gotten some of the greats. Yeah. You know, Rihanna and the like. But on the Howard Stern show this week, and we got, I would say I got 100 DMs oh, a about thousand, this news. Thousand. Yes. Someone has come out of the closet as a Housewives fan, and it is thrilling, and it's none other than John Hamm. John Hamm of Top Gun fame mad as of men. recent. Mad Men. He's such a mad, mad man. And he said, and this really made me laugh, Danielle. He said, I'm fascinated by it. I really am. I resisted it for decades. Ooh. I thought it was the low-hanging fruit, the lowest common denominator. I would see them out in the wild and, and you just see this pack of cameras and lights and it's just like, what kind of existence is this? But thankfully, I've come to my senses. My first, the first hit of my pipe was New Jersey. Mm. And from there, he went on to say that he does think, of course, Erica should have given back her earrings. Of course she should have. What a thrill to have him join us, you mm -hmm. know? And I just want to welcome him to the community. Me too. And a lot of people have been demanding we get him on the podcast. Demanding and as all, if we can all just... All I'll say is it's, we've made contact and it's absolutely in the works. Casey, should we, should we take a break and get to our guest? Absolutely. Danielle... Casey. It's not often that we get to interview fellow podcast tours who have a following the likes of which. I know, right? And what I will say about this group of, of gals is like... This gang, if you will. This gang, thank you, is that they really tapped into a market that even though we are millennials ourselves, both of us... No, to, on different sides of the line there, but... I don't know what the line you speak of. But anyway, um, they've really tapped into it. And I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Now, we have one, and I want to say third. Is that the way you divide up three gals out of 100%? Math? Is that the way you do math? <laughs> That's right. We've got a percentage of them. And, and, and with absolute love for our purposes here, we have the master, the... The, the brilliant uh, one who, who follows this canon of work. You know, her knowledge transfers right on over to our garbage podcast. And again, her podcast seems to uplift women as ours tears them down. Well, it depends what you think of uplifting means. It depends your That's definition right. of uplifting. I feel like when we tear down, we bring ourselves up. Oh, you're absolutely right. You're right. We do bring ourselves up, Daniel. Thank <laughs> yes. you for that. Please welcome. Uh, she's gorgeous. She's so funny. I loved her on Glee, which I never gave you that proper shout out when I saw you. Uh, you you're so talented. This is a triple threat and quadruple because I now call podcasting a threat. Thank and you. A, a threat to humanity is what it is. <laughs> I want the EGOT to be EGOT. Huh. I want it to be, no, the other way, P-GOT. Right, right, right. Give us the fucking credit we deserve in this new formalized art form. Please welcome co-host uh, extraordinaire of Lady Gang podcast. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She has two books out. One of them is called Act Like a Lady. Can't do it. Second one is called Lady Secrets. And I want to, it's such a great concept. Please welcome Becca Tobin. Wow, what an intro. I just, I agree with the PGOT. Mm -hmm. um, we were once nominated for a People's Choice Award in the year <gasps> that they- As, as were, were right? we. Yeah, right? And it, we, we were the year- uh, it was like the first category. It was the first time it was in a category. And our show, so the Lady Gang podcast for like four moments in time was on the E-Network as like a talk show. 
it quickly began as quickly as it was canceled. And in that year, <laughs> they opened the category up for podcasts. And so we were nominated and E hosts, they're the network for the People's Choice Awards. So we were like, clearly they've opened up this category to promote us in the show. So we're obviously going to win. And we didn't. We didn't win and we lost. And the day after we found out we were actually canceled. So <laughs> do you so think funny. they were waiting to see if you would win? I think the na naivete that you have is adorable. But don't you know that these networks, they just rig all of these winners? No. You know, where we're living in the world. No, we, we weren't nominated for People's Choice. It was Critics' yes, Choice? No, no, no. We were nominated for People's Choice. In fact, okay. remember, I went out and bought a dress. Within one hour, within of an hour, like we, no. the nomination happened, and I was within like, an hour. She'd spent a thousand dollars flat. You are me. You are I me. I was like still driving back from the dentist, and she had a strapless little number. And then it, you know, yeah, go ahead. Then we me. found out that you don't get invited unless you win, and I guess they know ahead of time mm -hmm. if you're going to win. And so we kept waiting for the call. <laughs> Never. And unfortunately, I think you were out of your window for return. Yeah, it was tough. Oh. But remember, no, 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 no. I was out of the window for return, but I just sent it back and said, let's <laughs> just, like, I, it was a month after I was, had to return it, but I just sent it nonetheless. And I just sent it into, like, the universe. Like, I just, like. <laughs> Did you get the credit back or you just didn't even want to know? I believe I got the, yeah, like, I don't remember. So, but I just said, I couldn't look at it anymore. So I just put it in, like, a Saks bag. It's too like, painful. It was. The shame, you know? The shame. Becca, you host a podcast with two hilarious women. We were just talking about them. Kelty is an icon for all of oh us. Gosh. And something to strive for. And then you've got Jack, a kind of enigma sage, as you called her. You guys have such great chemistry. Tell anyone who, and I'm sure everyone knows this podcast, but kind of tell us the kind of premise. Does it have one? It, you know, that's it's loose. It's very loose. We open the show every week with the good week and the bad week, you know, and it's like the the thorn and the rose. Is that what people call that? Yes, I play that with my daughter. Yes. yes. So it's kind of that version of what, what happened in our week. We'll sometimes have a guest, but we started to book people who we only book really amazing, dynamic people at this point because we were having these like, like Casey, like Casey Wilson and Danielle Year on the docket. Um, okay. But we were like having these like really big people come on and we were like, this is going to move the needle. And really, they just cared about our lives because they were so messy and disastrous and exciting. So we have guests occasionally. We don't. It's very loosey-goosey. And we talk about, I mean, what's going on in the world. This week, we're definitely tapping in on the Adam Levine, Bahati, Prince Lou of it all. <laughs> yeah, because when we think about what's going on in the world, of course, that's top of mind. Obviously. Obviously. Okay, the, the one girl that came up first did sort of give me a ha when she said, and when this was all happening, I was so vulnerable having just moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> I was like, that is, you don't get more vulnerable than your first year in LA. No, ma'am. I will say, though, my <laughs> My favorite part of this whole um, Adam Levine thing um, is that, like, is the the people making memes of his text. So it's like, you know, his texts were all like, ooh, like, let me look at that booty. Ooh, yeah. Like, it's all, and but then they're just showing pictures of, like... Like, like George Costanza in his underwear. Yeah, yeah it's 
so funny just to see like, let me see that booty. And then it's just like some picture of like some hilarious person. And then we've got Sarah Foster weighing in. We've got Emrata. People are coming out of the woodwork on this. Everybody's time. got a thought. And again, these there there's you know the situation in Ukraine, and there's there's stuff going on in Iran. Like there's big world topics, but this is really the Queen. I have just opted out of the Queen of it all. Me too. And and I and just simply I don't have the bandwidth to to do, to go there. Me either. Kelty's a really big royalist. Is that what they call themselves? I don't know. Um, our producer, who sweet Alex is, she's really brilliant. She keeps the wheels on this bus. Well, right now, literally and figuratively, because we're on a tour bus. Danielle and I are like running through the airport trying to catch a Southwest flight when we travel. <laughs> I, I love that you're on a tour bus. I know. I'm like, this is very hacks of you. I'm like, why I know, are you right? on a fucking tour bus? And Casey and I are literally like, I'm just like, you catch the flight. We're not going to make it. Ooh, let's get on an Uber and go from Boston to Philly. <laughs> Like we and then are, we're like, I think we're going to miss it. Let's go to this McDonald's. Yeah, like we sit are, in a parking lot and eat. Sorry, you go glamour. No, I, I actually would love to circle back to this bus and how it's so much less glamorous than what your idea of it might be. But, um, oh, so we were sitting around talking about the Queen's funeral and Alex, sweet Alex, 29 years old, she goes, well, did they know how she died? What she died of? <laughs> <laughs> and you said she was shot by a firing squad. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> They're probably really rushing those toxicology, you know, testing and the... Waiting with bated breath. I mean, She's going to be on a 48 hours. Scotland Yard is on it, you guys. Like, they are... <laughs> she's a hundred... She's a hundred and infinity years old. <laughs> That's what she is. It was just so funny. And she was like, she just looked so healthy at the last time she was out in public. And we're like... Well, that's how it kind of goes when you're that old, you know? You're fine and then you fall. That's how it goes. Anything, yeah, like anything can take you down. A mosquito bite, like anything at like 96 is gonna, it's gonna be rough. Yeah, so. God bless. We're gonna make a little turn. Although I I urge everyone to get your book, which is so funny. Thank you. Well, actually, before we do go to Housewives, I just want to quickly touch on the fact that I was on your podcast and I think (laughs) it's of every performance I've had, Including an audition I went on that was like so disastrous, I can't even mention it. I, I did my worst performance. And you know that's true, Becca. No, it's not true. Here's what went down Kelty is a huge reader. You know, she reads every book that comes out ever. So, she, of course, she read Casey's book, you know, when it came out. And she had tabs, color coded tabs on it, which wow. I was so appreciative yes. of. Yes. And then I only really read or well, listen to memoirs of people that I admire. So I listened to Casey's book and then I kind of went back to it before we knew she was coming on the podcast. What went wrong is what happens every time, which there's probably been three people to come on the podcast where we've collectively been giant, massive fans of. And then we dive into this like weird thing as if we're at a meet and greet paying to tell you <laughs> within so many moments, like what we loved about the book. I I didn't want to miss a, a, a moment. I mean, I forgot to tell you so many things about it that I loved and that touched us. And we were fangirling. So what were you to do, even though you did, you had many strokes of genius that later ended up on our social media channels? Well, and unfortunately, that brings us to another fail of mine. So one, this is one of the funniest things that I have experienced. So you kindly, you guys liked a section, which was so nice of you, about basically my self-help section in which I advocate for as just such an angry human that I am. 
I have learned from like cognitive behavioral therapy and doing mushrooms. I mean, I've pulled from all different wellness modalities, as Gwyneth Paltrow would say. But I about just trying to advocate for taking a pause. When you know like something happens, it's just like a little pause before, you know, you act in the way that I want to, which was like what destroys relationships in my past. <laughs> and, and so you take a clip from that and put it on social media. Now, I don't want to blame Kristen, my assistant, but she had told me in no uncertain terms that this was not going to be filmed or photographed. I'm coming off tennis. I look like an old hag and not a drop of makeup. I threw on some hoops and a gray t-shirt and a sports bra. Call it a day. You very generously put out this clip, a video of me to promote and about taking that pause. And when I see it, I'm so disturbed by my look. I start DMing you and I don't take that pause. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take your own advice. Well, I spiral. I say, I say, here it is. Very dumb question, Becca. Hey, I, I didn't know you guys were filming our pod, so I looked really insane in a gray t-shirt and no makeup. Do most people just listen? I'm hoping. <laughs> then I blame my assistant. My assistant was like, uh, it's just audio. And I'm, and she might have gotten it wrong, but I'm horrified about what I'm seeing. Ignore the spiral. Thanks again. Actually, mainly I just want to apologize to you for my study in gray t-shirt and natural look. XX. But you're like, what to do with that? You know, what, what's the question there? Uh... And then you write back kindly, hi, I'm so sorry. It's all consumed via podcast. The video seeing is just for social. I'm sorry no one clarified this. I'm taking down the post. But then I'm suddenly like, but now the posts are publicity. Should I ask her to put them back up? But I don't go there. And then you're like, never apologize for your look. And I'm like, it's all good. This was not your fault. I just look shockingly natural. Truly. I feel bad being a pain. I also want to tell you, gals, I was disappointed in myself for the lack of look I brought to your eyeballs. Ah! You're like, get off. <laughs> My DMs. I keep going. We can discuss later. I'm also in a juice cleanse. And sadly, no. you're seeing it in action firsthand. XX. So you think that's done. I come back that night. Last thing I swear. I'm laughing to myself that the video was, was of me discussing the importance of a pause before reaching out to people. Guess that ship sailed in this case. <laughs> and you just kindly continue to respond about just like you've been there and it's so embarrassing. No, it's not embarrassing at all. It's like the reason that that we love Kelty so much is because she brings an authenticity that truly doesn't exist. Like some of us don't even know the depths of ourselves in those ways as intimately as someone like you. And I would have done the exact same thing, like almost to a T, because I know what that feels like to have a crushing self-awareness, but then you're also battling with like this need to advocate for yourself and protect yourself. And not be annoying. And not be annoying. When you guys have a podcast and we know how it is when, you know, we get it. Yes. You know, but you were very kind, all to say. We get it. And we also, when someone has a mental breakdown like Casey did on your DMs, we are so annoyed by them. <laughs> You're a kind person, Becca, is all to say. Uh, shall we take a break and talk about another gal with spirals, which is Kathy Hilton? Yes. We're back. We're here. We're here where we've been talking about being for months now, it seems. We've all heard about Kathy Hilton Spiral. Now, I'm angry. I'm angry. To not have a camera on the goddamn Sprinter van and in the house after how you call yourself a TV 
show? You've got a camera in your fucking tour van. Where are the GoPros? They're always in the Sprinter. Where's the voice memo, Rena? Where's anything? Like, she should have pulled out a voice memo, and I'm honestly disappointed in Rena. She knows better than that. What are we doing? And I don't blame her. I but do. at the same time, help us out. You know the conditions that you're working under. But do we think that Rena knew? Is it as bad as she's saying it was? She's either so in shock that she doesn't even think to take her, you know, phone out to record. Or she's like, I can spin this and make it sound so crazy and so outrageous. And I'm the only one. It's he, she said, she said. Hmm. Now, look, did I do I think that Rena was so upset that she had to leave a party four days later because of it? No, I mean, this is a woman that was in Cabo, not 24 hours after the death of her mother. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> but- well, the ener- the vibes at Crystal's party are so good or low, you know, energetically that I think people were like, we got to go. I think that was heavy in the air. I don't want to be in a bar. As someone who's built a speakeasy in my own house, nobody wants to be in like that space. That was a sad party. Yeah, like a lot of these, par- and they try and fill it in. God bless Bravo. They try, I, I, they're, they're, their their background sort of like chit chat, which is not real. It's like, you know, Foley artists back there, like having 10 people in a room and recording them. Like that party is not as loud as Bravo would like us to assume it is, you know, and I and I appreciate that work because otherwise it would be like just Foley. A, just a nothing. Like, you know, you could feel that the emptiness of that basement was sound wise, like giving me anxiety. In the lower level that they keep referring to it as when it's it's a basement. You know, much like charades, these are basements. These are basements. At the end of the day, these are finished basements. <laughs> um, so with Crystal, I want to say something. I love Crystal. I've said this, so don't fucking come at me. I just want to simply say this. I- I've said before, her biggest problem is being too relatable and too normal. So that's that's a compliment to her. And I and she actually gives me a laugh once in a while. And she's like always kind of the voice of reason. But here's two things I don't like. I don't want to hear that you came in on budget for your basement. And I don't <laughs> want to see you in the same pink sparkle vampire's wife dress in the trailer for Don't Worry Darling that I've seen you in in testimonial. Wow. Coming hard. That. Coming hard. I mean, we can rent pieces. Casey and I have rented pieces ourselves. Like, go to those rental houses and rent some i rather pieces. we have no bar to speak of, but we've got fashions for days and we've got a turnout from Glam because, God, she's gorgeous. Let's uh, see it. Let's see it. Agree. I honestly think Bravo should, like, much like an Angel City soccer game, like, give people yellow cards. Like, you're fine. Where's your glam? Right. Mm. But then Bravo only gives $25 per look as a stipend. It went from 50 what? to $25. Yes. $25? Wait, Becca, what are you saying? I'm Speak. What are you I'm saying? I'm saying that I got information, boots on the ground, from a housewife who said she laughed in their faces because before it had been $50 per look, a stipend, if you will. That's not even a Lynn Curtain cuff. I mean, what are we... That's not even one of Dorit's little sparkle barrettes that said, like, BFF. Right, and then now they're at $25. So, you know, Crystal, I understand it's hard to come out of pocket if you're not a fashionista. You can't justify it, but we need her to do that. We all understand, and that's the problem. We have to come I out don't of pocket. Wanna understand. Guys, I'm coming out of pocket for that dress. Yes. For a, an award show that I wasn't invited well, to. Well, were you? Because you did return it. 
I don't know if I got money back. The problem, uh, the, but the, well, I was willing to spend it is what I'm saying. Right. But I'm great with like tags tucked in for Crystal. Like I, I'm, there's so many things we can do. It's true. I know some actress pals who have one of those um, little tagger guns. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just slap, there's, yes. we can work, we can do things. Yes. Um, we can do hard things. As- and that said, <laughs> I know that it, it it's expensive and I, I appreciate that. But we're normal people that aren't on a reality show and, and she is one of us, and and I begrudge that. Let's talk about Kathy. Kathy. I, Becca, I'm with you. A lot of people are feeling this, and it was a question on Watch What Happens Live. Is Rinna exaggerating? Well, I did see a side of Kathy where it was like a little hint of what I know can come. And it was at the bar when she made a comment to the bartender about, well, the tequila was supposed to be here, and it's not. And it was like, I've seen that tone um, and and delivery from some of the most monstrous women that I've ever met in my real life. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's living inside of her. So I think that there is something in living there. Obviously, she's she's very complex. But I don't know. Rena's being very melodramatic. And like her talking about needing... Kyle, she said to Kyle on the plane something about like, I'm going to need to get with you and work through what I experienced. I thought she was going to say, let's sidebar at a certain point to kind of talk about like some of the really hurtful comments for you to work through that really upset me on behalf of your friendship. And she was like, for me to get to talk about (laughs) Well, that's what I was like. What a bitch your sister is about you. Could you comfort me? Yeah, I'm scared. It's so, I will say this though, on Rena's side, and I'm never on Rena's side as of late, but for Kathy not to come out of her room the next day, to lock herself in her room, to go to hotel, to not get on that plane, and then to, I only assume, travel on a, you know, on a non-private plane, like the rest of us dirty assholes. Like that's, that's a big statement. Let's also remember the frantic... Like, this is a Dateline episode in a way, which I've just mainlined. Me too. <laughs> like, a thousand episodes in one week. I'm so scared. But basically, um, let's not forget, this is the night we are here that she sent that very frantic Instagram comment to Rick, asking him to come and save her and get her. That was the yeah. same So night. here we That's are. That's the night. Yes. That's the night. Well, let's draw the line. We're here. And this is the night with the DJ. We've heard tell that there were some slurs said. <sighs> you know, no one's bringing that up. So, of course, everything here, unconfirmed as could be. But I, I got to tell you guys, you know, I've had my thoughts about Rinna. I I think she's exaggerating 20%, but I'm going to give her 80 because to me, Kathy looks so goddamn guilty. I've never seen Kathy turn up with as much energy and, you know, she, that outfit she put mm-hmm. together was like, I'm a housewife. I'm back. I'm good. I want everybody to, I don't know. She looked to me so eager to cover up her crime. You're right. Wow. She brought a different energy. Again, is Rinna loving it? Is all of that true? Yes. Yes. Is Rinna enjoying this? Is Rinna, did Rinna have to leave for, because of that? No. Like the, you know, like she knows it's a story. But the way she was texting Erica while it's happening, like, I, I don't know that you can make up stomping on your, and breaking your glasses. I, you could. And again, we've seen Rinna do this with Denise. We've seen Rinna do this with Vanderpump to a degree, but like, I don't know. I also believe that Kathy Hilton, you know, is used to getting her way. And first came the tequila that nobody drank. Then comes the conga line that no one is willing I to I laughed. Do. I had an, an actual 
audible laughter when they were explaining the, the beginning of the spiral and that being a conga line. But you know, it's a big deal to try and start a conga line. It's, it's no it's joke. It is not easy. And when, and you put yourself you out there. You put yourself there. out there yes. to start a conga. That's hard. It's like I saw a woman yesterday frantically trying to start the wave. <sighs> and, and it's so hard to see. And so when, when, when you put yourself out there in that way, starting a wave, starting a conga line, starting the horror, and it's not, you know, and it's not reciprocated. It's not, then it like feels Like it's easy to start the electric slide, yeah. for instance. Like Very. that's an easier ask, you know? Everybody's like, oh, I know it. But to go around the room in a train-like yeah. motion and have nobody get on that train. It's, it's unfortunate. Happy. It's unfortunate. Also the electric slide. I'm glad you brought that up because I look forward to any opportunity to do, do the electric slide. And I think a lot of people See, we do. all do. And I can hear people being like, you're old. And it's like, no, no, no. it's fine. No, it's great. It's fine. It's great. Yeah. Now, where is Kyle in all of this, Becca? You know, I wanted to bring something up, and I know that it's going to be controversial because I know your feelings on Kyle. First Mm. of all, I want to thank you before I get into something that you may not agree with. I want to thank you for pointing out that she's always a bit off with the fashions. Mm. Like, I I couldn't place— That's what we're here for. Yeah, I couldn't place it for all these years. I'm like, she's a beautiful woman. Those are expensive clothes. Like, why do I not, like, why do— Feel safe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so you— You can't rest in in those loving arms of those outfits. No, they're the the, the right price point. They're the right, like, fashion statement. And yet, it might as well be, you know, fast fashion. It might as well be she by shine. You know what I mean? There you go. So with that said, I was always, I had a hunch. I don't know if it's because she's also a Capricorn, which Danielle, you should probably side a little more, but whatever, do you. When I see Capricorns not doing right, I, I have I get to call it, it out. I'm I get sorry. It. But I just now am looking at Kyle. She's in the middle of these two women, volatile women in her life, the sisters. It's just them They've lost their mom. And I think she herself has PTSD from maybe the treatment of Kathy Hilton, who is maybe turning out to be a narcissist in disguise. And I know what I do when I'm around a narcissist. I become Kyle Richards. Mm. Me too. Right? Me. That's so insightful. Yes. Thank you. Because it's scary. Genuinely, like I'm not even making a joke. You're absolutely right. It's like I I felt Kyle's panic. You know when you someone's mad at you, mm. even if like maybe you're not that great friends, it doesn't feel good, especially if you grew up in an unstable home. You want everybody to like you, and that's very real. And and feeling if you've upset someone, and so imagine it's so compounded by this woman who has made you feel like you've done these egregious acts toward her and betrayed your own mother and family. And then you've gotten through this huge fight to then be back where your sister's ignoring you with a heavy like Kathy is so unnerving and upsetting. And Kyle has such little sister energy. Yes. Um, You know what I mean? Like the youngest sister energy, especially. LSE. Yes. Like especially with Kathy. I mean, she's got two heavy hitters, you know, in the line, which is like Kathy and then Kim, you know, and those, so there is some really huge little sister energy, especially when those ladies are around. And I will also say there's so much money running through all of those families, so much, like between the Hilton fortune and Kyle and Mauricio's 
you know, three houses and whatnot. Like, but then it's something, it's not money. Not about the money. It's not about the money. And that became very clear to me last night. Well, she's always been in, you know, it's been, Kyle was the more successful child actress. And then she has these daughters who become very, very famous and very successful. And she's always sort of been in the wings, Kathy. And she's got rage about it and it's coming out. Yes. And I mean, when we put the pieces together, I think we were so shocked that Kathy was so easy breezy, fun and kind of scattered and like taking love the slippers in the airport. Like I couldn't love that all more. But we were surprised because collectively and intuitively, we all knew in our souls that she's a monster. And so we didn't want to believe it. So we decided collectively, let's not go there. Let's be delighted by the fact that she's kooky and fun. And now to be back there, you're like, oh, I was duped. Yep. And, and I take that on myself. But I was scared of her genuinely, the look she was giving at Crystal's. And I'm scared for the scene next week where Kyle confronts her. And I'm actually surprised Kathy let that be filmed. I'm surprised Kathy showed up. But you're right. The energy she brought to that party was so different from anything else she's been doing on the show. Mm -hmm. So it's like she knows she's guilty. So she has to show up with bells on because obviously someone guilty just wouldn't come at all. So it's like... Like, she could have been like, oh, my God, I was upset with my sister. I felt left out with the tequila. Right. And then you'd be like, oh, Rinna, calm down. That's not what we saw. No. And she's texting Rinna, keep it a silence is golden. Like, so here's what I feel. I think when that they had that big fight, Kyle probably was crying and the little sister, like, my sister's mad at me. I want her to like me. And Kathy was like the vicious, like, that fucking bitch has crossed me. And now we're seeing Kathy putting Kyle down. I want to say the scene when Kyle was packing with Portia, bringing out the coats and whatnot, and I don't even know if she was filming. I could see her having flown there two weeks early to avoid that party. But I felt so comforted by that beautiful couch at the end of her bed and the soft carpet and Portia and the girls and her saying, like, my daughters don't really fight. And I thought, wow, Kyle, what a triumph. Like, what a beautiful home and kind of reparenting she's done in my head Mm -hmm. that she's got these girls that she can be like, okay, my sister's being so mean to me, but at least I can retreat to a warm, loving space. And that did make me happy. I just have to say. I do think she's a really good mother. And I think, um, and she spends time with her kids. Like, and there doesn't seem to be that coldness that I believe that Kathy and Rick have that sort of waspy coldness they've handed down to. Well, we saw the documentary with Paris and the boarding school and... Yeah. And like getting them in line and like, you know, and then there was that whole Baron Hilton thing where didn't he have some sort of like crazy oh, tie? Like racist yeah. little monster. And so then we like, have the Michael Jackson friendship. There it it it's like the signs are there, you know, it's yeah. She's off. And yeah. a friend of mine is working with the Umansky girls on a project, and she has said they're the kindest family. Wow. Like zero wow. entitlement. Very kind, very genuine. So this may be the first episode in Bitch Sesh history where you may be (laughs) converted, even if temporarily. Look, I'm not—her fashion is still off, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You know what it is? I I was looking at her, and I was like, if you just walked up to a full-length mirror when you're ready, and it's that thing where it's like you take one thing off. I just want her to take one thing off. (laughs) One hat off. One hat. hat off. One hat, one belt, 
one like necklace. Maybe this time we go to Aspen, we don't go to Kimosabe's and get a hat. Like maybe we just go somewhere else. Like just. Guys, can I point out one other thing that I was so struck by? It was chilling. Gave me a chill. So remember when we're oddly talking to Rob about, you know, that he's our entry point to get to Erica's old home in Pasadena. Mm. And I was kind of felt sad when she said she pulled up in front of the house. I'll, I will say that. Mm-hmm. But I, I know Erica's so problematic, but I'm just, when we cut back to her and Tom when he was in those black basketball shorts, walking across the gargantuan <laughs> pool fountain yeah. and surveying the trees together in that scene that appeared, they were strangers. They were straight. All I thought was uh, like, have these people ever met before? No, That's it all was I an award-winning scene. But then we cut to her showing everyone the house. Her voice her is voice. 27 <gasps> different registers higher. I, I noticed that too. Oh my God, it was chilling. She's like, She's like this is my thing. And this is my chapel. This is my chapel and this is my dining room. Normally we see women's voices go the other way, which is that they're not dropped in and now we're in vocal we're fry territory and off to the races. It's wild. And what? She's Elizabeth Holmes now. Yes. I feel like she's done character work with some acting coach on like how to reshape this. Bingo. Right? I was like, I couldn't bingo, do bingo. that. I couldn't do that as an actress. And I wonder if Rinna is giving her coaching on the side and going, just dive into it. You're the villain. I think, I see, I have the exact opposite of thing where she was trying to play a part at the beginning. She wasn't comfortable on TV. She was playing the little wifey, you know, of the of the big man. And now she has been in the gutter. You know, like, this is good, life Danielle. has taken her down. <laughs> like, I just feel like... <laughs> She has now as, we're road hard uh, and put up wet. Exactly. I was like, this is someone who has lived some life. What about she's sitting on the couch at the end of the party and she and Dorit's like, we're going to go, we're going to go. And she's like, let them go. Oh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> she's Lady Macbeth. Yes. And Dorit is playing a strange role now of like a gorgeous, um, what's the word? Sounding board. Yes. Yes. She's just like, I'm at the Chocolatiers. I'm a sounding board. I'm here. I'm just sitting blankly. Like, Dorit is scared of, of Hilton too, but she finally broke down and she was like, it's wrong. And I was like, all right, I'm proud of Dorit. Well, I will say when Phoenix didn't let Dorit have that full fat Coke, I would have shoved my daughter in a room I could have and strangled locked the door. Her. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Your mom had full fat fucking Coke. <laughs> I knew that I was, was going to be triggering for you too. I was so upset about that. It was so hard to see. Um, and, you know, I, I saw Olivia Wilde this week in a um, Daily Mail photo where she was holding a full fat Coke and I couldn't have loved Good her more. Her. Me too. I caught that too. Anytime somebody, a star, has a full fat Coke, I'm like, yeah, girl, get it, girl. But at the same time, I was like, my kids would no more care for my health in a manner of like even looking at what I'm up to. And I was like, God, it's also sweet. Well, you it's because it was... they know if she dies, they're stuck with PK. <laughs> And PK has said to them, this is this is the racehorse that we need to protect as mommy because she's making the money for the family because without her, you know, I just saw a funny girl on Broadway last night. It's a very similar story, <gasps> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't my God, Becca. Stop. I couldn't similar help but think. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Did anyone else feel that Erica was... Um, 
it seemed like there was a huge filter on her last night. Am I the only one that no. felt that? I was like, what is this filter? Like, we, we're not all getting this when? filter. When she was in the... When she was in, like, the Sun Queen outfit, it felt like there was some huge filter. I mean, not seeing a line on the face. And I'm sorry, but, like, that basement lighting isn't that good. Like, what are what what is this? It was confusing. Could that have been the makeup? Just the, like, iridescent kind of glow? It was incredible makeup. It was beautiful. She actually won the night of how she yeah. looked. Uh, uh, Garcelle looked like a million bucks, too, She though. did. Oh, she did. Those Chanel the Chanel suspenders and the red lip. Mm-hmm. I just love Cherie. talk about Cherie. <laughs> Signing that card with a highlighter. Like, I just really like her style. Love it. And people online are like, that is so unacceptable that she would open Garcelle's card and add her name. I'm like, it's legendary. Legend. And not even try and find a pen, but a highlighter. Highlighter. And she's like, that's from me too. You know, she's walking Uh, in. It's the greatest. (laughs) It's the greatest. I need more Cherie. Like, I want to go off with Cherie. Mm -hmm. And see what's going on. I mean, we saw that small glimpse of her bedroom just covered in clothes, wall to wall. <laughs> you know, the, this is what I want yeah. to yeah. see more of. I couldn't have loved that moment more. The highlighter. Highlighter. I also want to know, I, I want to know everyone's financial situation always, no matter what. But I want to know, like, with her, you know, having Will Smith being her ex and the father of her child, like, what is her level of, of wealth? You know, is she still collecting alimony? How does that work? It's high, right? I would think so because I, and I don't know for sure, and I don't know what Cherie does for a living. We don't know, and nor do we ask. But I do think if she got Will at the beginning of his rise to fame, they probably weren't signing prenups uh, back in the day, especially at the beginning. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't think she's remarried. So I feel like there's... There's there's a some money coming in. Okay. I think. I like that. Absolutely. You know, I'm ex- so excited for the reunion. Again, I wanna, you know, I'm angry that there was no cameras in the club. And why can't we call the club and get some footage? Great. <laughs> That's cool. a great idea. Caribou Club. Wow. No, so I'm gonna I wanna email Andy about that. I'm sure they've thought of it, but just a thought, you know? <laughs> But I'm serious. Like, the, the, these clubs, things go on. Yes. You know, yeah. people get too drunk. We've got cameras. But there is no excuse not to have cameras running 24-7 mm-hmm. in those sprinter bands. The minute the door opens, a camera pops but on. But even at the like, club, they're all still out together. Yeah. Well, the Caribou Club is obviously an establishment that they could not get clearance to come into with their cameras. So, um you know, but they shouldn't have been so dumb. They know, first of all, we could have either, we couldn't have anticipated the Katie, Kathy, Katie, Kathy meltdown, but I just like seeing those girls get really wasted and dance together. Like, I love seeing exactly, Kyle. even for the fun. Yes. Like, what were you thinking? Just get us, get us one, one GoPro in a sprinter w- awaiting. Right, as opposed to us gather around a fireplace screaming yes. the C word at each other. Yeah. Like, let's see that failed uh, conga. Don't you remember in Atlanta when we had Bolo and that everyone had like gone down for the night, the cameras went off for the night, mm-hmm. but they're not fools, these camera people. But the Nest, why don't we have Nest cams in these places? Like it's this upsetting. after dark is when it goes down. What are we doing? I'm so angry. Kyle. I mean, I have a, a fraction of, of the wealth of the Umanskis. Wouldn't you have... I have cameras everywhere in my house, like inside, outside, whatever. 
like, doesn't she have some security footage? Isn't there some footage from their vacation home? Yeah, I think if she were to reveal that, Kathy would, I mean, it would be so beyond explosive, but don't you bet, I bet you Kyle went back and has looked at it. Mm. Where's the footage? That's all I want to say. Where's the footage? Where's the Now, footage? Becca, we know you need to depart us. And so we will continue on with Atlanta. You're on tour. You're busy. You have a new baby. We're so happy that you joined us. Thank um, you. I really like your kind of straightforward, sobering takes. Thank you. It's what I'm here yeah. for. We call me the devil's advocate of the lady gang. So that's what I brought for you today. No, you also brought a fresh-faced look where your skin is flawless. And okay, I, I, thank I need you. to get into that, what what you're doing. What is the hair product that's happening to create this kind of well, beachiness? Let me tell yet you. Cool. I, I washed it last night and I slept in a braid. Oh, old school, old school. The creepier, the longer the hair is. When you sleep in a braid, sometimes it works out for yourself. And I think, honestly, this glow is some schmutz on my camera on my computer, but I'm not wiping it off because I'm scared to, to reveal what's underneath. You're right. We should be putting Vaseline on the lens yeah, on that laptop. Or chicken grease, whatever. Chicken whatever grease. Whatever you got. You. Bacon fat. <laughs> um, I will say you're giving Amanda Seyfried look. Yes. That's who you look like to me. Wow. Yeah. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said because I think she's very it's beautiful. It's such a compliment. Thank you. She's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, your book, Lady Confessions, out now. It's out now. I can't wait to read it. I'm Thank so excited. You. Yes, I'm and we're on reader. the Lady Secrets tour for a couple more couple more stops. So if you want to come see us, you know, get drunk and get wild, we're out. We're out. And where can we find you online? Uh, theladygang.com and then just at Becca on Instagram. You got just Becca? straight up at Becca? At Be- you got Becca. You must have been like... It's- like- yeah, an early adapter of Insta. <laughs> wow. Because how many Beccas were clamoring? A lot of people from The Bachelor, I'll tell you that. Because there is that's where yeah. you find a... <laughs> Beccas here and there on The slew. Bachelor. A dental assistant here. Yep, a dental assistant, <laughs> a kindergarten teacher. Um, a realtor. Medical oh, sales device rep. Becca. Many, many <laughs> Beccas. But I snagged it. Stop. Thank God. So I thank you for that, like Danielle C number one <laughs> hashtag eleven. <laughs> Danielle, you're gonna have to come on the Lady Gang podcast because thank you, thank you, thank you. That's thank all I wanted. Thank you, Becca. Thank you guys so much. It was thank really nice so to much, meet Becca. you. I love the show. You're doing the Lord's work. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. God bless you, my child. And we're back with Atlanta, part two of the reunion. You know. In our in our reunion knowledge, we know that part two is always a little bit of a filler episode. I mean, Atlanta still delivers. All, they all still deliver. But part two is never where, like, the big things come up. Except for we found out that Marlo is not Marlo's real name. Kenya's doing some digging. I was like, oh, Kenya's absolutely hired a private detective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And has one on retainer. I have to say, Kenya's shining so brightly this season. She's keeping it all together to yeah. reveal their on-the-group text and... And just effervescent. I thought she made a nice pivot given the fact that Marlo had us all in tears. Yeah. About her backstory. Paul James and I were texting. He goes, to watch Kenya's eyes and brain shift in the moment of like, I need a new tactic here. (laughs) Because this is very dark. Yeah. You know, no one can do it like her. And guess what I felt? I feel like... She might be, and I could be totally wrong, Danielle, 
One of Andy's favorite housewives in terms of their interpersonal relationship. I think he has a respect for Kenya because she can play the game better than anybody. And they joke around yes. and he can like joke with her and she doesn't get upset. Like it's mm-hmm. a very breezy, fun relationship. And when she wanted him to stop a line of questioning, he goes, you want me to stop? And she goes, I would. And he goes, I'll stop. Well, also like just the way she pivots and the way that she, I mean, it's shocking the way that she holds Marlo's feet to the fire in a way I never would. Like when Marlo told that story, I would have been like, all right, you're right. Uh, You know, like- God, I would have run screaming from the building and gone and gotten flowers from Marlo. Exactly, but she holds her ground. And then when Andy's like, she's like, I need a tissue. And Andy's like, "Um, oh, are you you crying? She's like, no, my nose is cold. I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that I did not see coming. I mean, she does not give an inch, not an inch. Not an inch. It's just, it's it's shocking. It's, I mean, I'm just, and I will say that Ken, they are right. Kenya was fun this season. I love seeing Kenya get drunk. I love seeing her have a laugh. Like, I like when she's a little not feeling that she has to drive the bus all the time because she's so much fun. Fun. Like, I really liked the easy breezy Kenya this season. The easier breezier. And I think she should just keep drinking, give the people what they want. Mm. She has a slight Rinna quality, which is like when Rinna drinks too much, the guard comes down, the yeah. need to produce. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of a must for them. It was great. I loved it. I loved her this season. She's a forever housewife. She's an OG. Like, like she's become an OG, her and Candy. I mean, Candy's the longest lasting, but... Wow. But I will say, how is Kenya not divorced yet? It makes me so so upset. sad. Why? It's these men. It's like Bethany, these short marriages, just like Bethany and Jason Hoppe. And then these women cannot get out of these marriages. These men are holding them hostage. And it's making me like angry and ill at the same time. It's so disturbing. Yeah. It's very Kanye Kim vibes. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's tough. I just want them both out of those marriages. And um, Danielle, mm-hmm. Sonia's, I can, you know, because I wasn't here last week. Her outfit is is harder to take in. Now, you know, Deanna had similar thoughts. They didn't. I didn't mind it as much. Um. Deanna didn't like it. And and I'm hearing that a lot of people didn't. But I didn't love it. I mean, but I do think Marlo is best dressed. I will give mm, her that award. Oh, absolutely. Um, as always, Marlo knows fashion. Um, but yeah, Sonia's dress is not the best one. But she is showing off her gorgeous arms. I'm not mad and at And they that. were given a very strange mandate. Which is just fuchsia. I feel like we were looking in the color wheel and we thought, where have we not gone? It's, it's almost tangerine fuchsia. I don't mind it. I like a fuchsia. I just feel we're running out of colors and it's like, I guess, you know, the way they keep panning off this parrot every time they come (laughs) back from commercial break is so glorious. It's just like parrot and we're back in. Take to the parrot. I mean, you gotta, you know, it's, it's a comedic element. It's a comedic device. Now, what I have to give Marlo is this. Mm -hmm. Even after, again, we've said it, every single thing that Kenya said, when 
when there would be nice moments with Kenya, like when people were, would be complimenting her about her easy breezy style, there's Marlo nodding and smiling. Yes. Like, yeah. Where, you know, in other cities, when you hate someone, the other person's just looking down yes. and completely checked out while the other one's getting a compliment. Marlo was like, yes, yes. And Marlo con- saying, I could not believe. I couldn't believe. One of the questions was, Marlo, where are we with your edges? How are they holding up? You know, mm-hmm. show us. So she did. I thought they looked fantastic. Beautiful. Kenya did not, you know. And she said as much. She said, they could be fuller. You should use my hair care product. Now, I thought this was like Marlo's going to throw the couch yes. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To which Marlo responds, I have been using it. Then I thought she was going to be like, that's why it looks this bad or whatever. And yeah. she goes, I have been using it. And it's really helping. It was so a shock. I was like, what? Uh, uh, it bowled me over. I thought Kenya would go, well, thank you for saying that. And Kenya just goes, yeah, it's a great product. <laughs> it was such a crazy. I thought that was pretty giving to be using your friend's product. That it's not a friend; it's a woman who's to like tearing you down. So abusive to you. Well, but then Marlo. But then she takes the other side. She goes, Andy, I have to say one thing. I have to say one little thing. And she goes, You're a lying bitch. <laughs> like not about Andy, but when she like stops him, she says that to Kenya. Which she was like, Andy, I have to say one thing. You're a lying bitch. Like it was just. <laughs> I just didn't expect that. That was just what, one quick. Just thing. one quick thing. <laughs> Very quickly, and I'll just a little something. I was like, This is oh my god! And then when they were talking about sucking dick, and when when (laughs) when they were saying candy, when they were calling Sheree out for saying, like, Oh, you said she sucked dick all around town, and then Sheree's like, There's nothing wrong with sucking dick, I have like it was just like the way that these women pedal backpedal is just it's a joy to watch. It's a joy to watch. And I'm looking forward to part three. Oh, so fun. Uh, I just... It's so a- fun. And and I'm also ready to get our new seasons going. Yeah. Potomac is coming and Salt Lake is coming next week. Yeah, we're coming. You know, we're, 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 we're moving forward. And it's feeling good as we're ushering in fall, you know? Yeah, it feels nice. A rebirth. It feels nice when there's a chill in the air to go to Salt Lake. Mm, feels right. Just kind of from a weather standpoint. We usually get New York in the fall. So I'm surprised, you know, I know that there has been- Well, New York's a big old mess. mess. We'll see. We'll see. When we touch down with those gals again. Um, Danielle, I just, if if I could want to just say that on Monday night, uh, June Diane and Elizabeth Lame and I gathered mm-hmm. to watch the first two episodes of Sister Wives. We were late to watch. I'd been shooting. They- graciously waited. We had Lady Gaga, Dom Perignon, mm. and we were in not only our sweats, Elizabeth Lame showed up in her robe, <laughs> in a bless. robe, like a red flannel robe. And we sat down and it knocked our goddamn socks off. And wow. we realized this is not reality. This is a full docuseries now. Wow. It's the most explosive two episodes of television. I know I've said that a thousand times on here. If you've not watched, please get into it because we are going to tape a podcast uh, after the airing of the third episode, and and that's just a public service announcement yeah. from me. I gotta to you. get in. I'm I'm gonna watch. I just I've been remiss, Casey. I've been oh, remiss. Cool Shabtai was playing tennis with June and I yesterday, and she goes, "Do you think it's too late to get in?" And I go, "Not at all." As June goes, "It's been 17 seasons." <laughs> But I was like, what's the barrier for entry with 17 seasons, Anne? Nothing. Nothing. Start watching. (laughs) There's no barriers. There's no barriers. Never a barrier. There's no barriers. No barriers. Happy birthday to your husband, Thank you, Matt. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Matt Besser. I love you. And lastly, Danielle, if you'll permit me, I have to give a plug 
to my dear friend Katie Hennick's podcast uh, that she hosts and has written along with her sister, Leah Hennick. They're both incredible. And this is a podcast that is so aligned with our spirit and our ethos here, which is part cult, part crazy person. It's a podcast called Mystic Mother from Campside Media, Sony Music Entertainment. It's available wherever. Eight episodes, four of them are out now. They drop weekly on Tuesdays and it is about the rise and fall of Go With Me, the Phoenix Goddess Temple, a tantric temple in Arizona that offers healing to sensual touch to, quote, seekers. An outside, outsider comes in, exposes everything. This temple that was once thought of as a spiritual home was a brothel operating under the guise of religious freedom. These are the types of stories that we need and we want and we must delve into uh, that are important. So I, so give it give it a listen, Mystic Mother. I'm devouring it. Um, and love you, Katie and Leah. That's our podcast. Wow. Thank you to Kate. Thank you to Amelia. Thank you to Becca. Thank you to you. Thank me to me too. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.